Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, November the 30th, 2017. And uh, I have to say, Joel, I am so pleased to have you back after all these months. It's, it's a thrill. Walt, it's so good to be back. I know uh, you and I have been been in contact and uh, I've been watching where your growth on LOA today and I'm so excited that we're here uh, be able to do this again and and I, I this sort of matches our vision that we've seen that as this is growing and um, it's getting closer to what we've envisioned for a long time so it's an honor to be back and I'm very excited it, it does and, and in fact I have to say one of the things that motivated me to take the steps was those conversations you and I had about how wouldn't it be great to do the show live during drive time and now we're at the point where we're doing that and it's great it really is, and uh, you know the the idea that the starting a day with a positive, uh, ending day with a positive, uplifting message instead of the the silliness that we're being programmed with out from the outside. Uh, I I really think this will catch on, and and people once they understand the power of what we're talking about, it's going to be exciting to see those that incorporate this in their lives, how, how it affects. And I can't wait to hear that. Now, this is actually the first of the morning broadcast. We've been doing the podcast in the afternoons, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time with Wendy Dillard. And you, of course, will be joining us each Thursday. Well, actually, next Thursday you won't be, but after that you will be. Um, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern time. We also have two other new co-hosts joining on the morning schedule. On Mondays and Fridays, it'll be Tom Wells, who's a life coach, and Tuesdays and Wednesdays look like it's going to be Cindy Chavez, who is, she, she's just as dynamic as Wendy is, if, you heard, if you've heard Wendy. And I'm, I'm really excited because all these great co-hosts, plus David continues to do the Sunday show for me, which is broadcast on PRN on, uh, at 7 p.m. Thursday night. So, oh, and I don't know if I told you, Joel, but PRN is now starting to pick up our daily podcast as well. Wow. It, it, that, that's exciting. It really is. That really, it, it's part of the process that, uh, as this goes and, and, you know, you mentioned to me some changes in thinking that you've had and the way you've, you've approached this, and I'm just excited to see the whole package of things work out. You know, I had an interesting event happen yesterday, and I, I talked about it with Wendy uh, during yesterday's podcast, but I'll tell you about it too because I've had it happen one other time, and I can't remember exactly when it happened, but I know it happened when you and I were doing the show, so maybe you can remember when it happened. I don't know. I figure I'll try, <laughs> but... I had, uh, you know how I do my daily walks, and yesterday, uh, I, I'm sure your weather was beautiful in Virginia. Ours was a very unseasonably warm here in Connecticut, especially for November. We had a high of like 62, which is unbelievable around here. And I was just out walking. Um, I, I've taken to actually uh, bringing a, a, a set of headphones with me, plugging them into my iPhone and listening to some positive music. I have a positive music playlist that I listen to now, which really helps pick my mood up as well. And I was walking along, I was listening to the music, I was seeing people and greeting them, I, I, I knew I had like this perpetual smile on my face, and all of a sudden, at one point in the middle of the walk, I felt this welling up inside my torso of just joy, Just and it just like was pouring out of my head, and all of a sudden, spontaneously, I almost couldn't even stop it, I started to laugh. It, it yeah. was an unbelievable experience, and I, I know I've had it one other time, I think I had it when you and I were doing the podcast. But, I mean, what a feeling that is. 
It is. We we discussed this, and in, in I don't remember the exact specifics, but I do remember the discussion because you and I have talked about that concept of vibration that Abraham Hicks talks about. And, and what you described to me is what I qu- sort of quantify as that vibration of when you really are just feeling it so intently that it, it at that moment, it, it, it just – you, you're in, you feel it, you know it, and it's very, once you have it, it's unmistakable. And, and you want it back. You exactly want it to keep right. coming. Oh, my goodness, you want it to happen every single day. <laughs> it, it, yes, and that's part of the, I think that's part of the excitement that I have felt over the years is I've, I've more, I've experienced that, and I've watched the results of that and, and how my life has changed because of that. And once you, once you have all that package together, you, you do want it every day. It would be amazing and i haven't gotten there yet but I've, I've, i'm still working toward it uh, i want to be that way every day all the time yeah and it, it's it's just a it's a feeling that you know i could say there, there's moments of, of almost every day that i i get there uh, i would love to make that my my base way of feeling that and that is the goal of what we're trying to do because within that you you are literally in tune again my feeling that you're literally in tune with bringing to you all your desires. And I don't just mean physical stuff. I'm talking about just mentally feeling like you want to feel. Uh, just that it, it is being so close to the source or God or whatever term you want to use to that. But but that is when I really believe that there's so much more than just right here because you get in tune with, with that, and, and it feels limitless when you're there. And oh, like you're yes. saying, you can't contain it. It's an emotional uh, it, it's the way that I believe we were built to feel, but the way life is led, it, 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 we, we get away from that. And it reminds me of the joy of being a small child uh, when, when you don't have all these things to worry about. And it, it's, that's pretty impressive when you can get to that lot mindset. That's true. It, it is very much a childlike kind of feeling. It's that the, it's like the Christmas feeling, right? The enthusiasm. Oh, wow, Christmas is here. It's the same kind of feeling, like, but now it's felt in an adult body, which I think actually multiplies it. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can actually appreciate it. The, 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 one, of the, one of the things that we talk about, that I talk about with people often, is one of the questions when, when people are going through stuff, why are we going through this? And, and I don't. I don't claim to have an answer for everything in every situation, but I do believe that the law of attraction offers contrast, and you can't appreciate the joy without some other stuff going on. So the contrast of of how I feel when I'm there versus the contrast of when I'm disconnected from that, it, it, it helps me identify it. When I was a child and feeling that way, I had no contrast. I just assumed that this is how you're supposed to feel, and you had people supporting you uh, of, 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 yes, this is very important, and you were the center of people's universe at, at that time, and, and you, you, it felt very normal. It wasn't arrogant or, you know, it wasn't being selfish. It was just that was the point. You were the point, and as you grow up and go through life, that's you, you, you've been taught you're not the point, and and you, you sort of buy into that, and then things happen, and you, I, at least I'm speaking for me, uh, I accept the roles that were assigned to me, and, and this is really what I have to deal with. And then the awakenings, and then that's why I, when I start to feel this way, 
uh, and in tune, that joy, that swelling of joy with inside, it's such an exciting feeling to share with other people. And once somebody gets there, and I'll use this in a very uh, positive way, it's, it literally becomes a, an addiction in a very good sense. It's you're seeking that, and that that's that's the, what we're offering to our audience is trying to find that feeling. It, well, that's why our our positioning statement, so uh, so to speak, is get your daily dose of happy. That's why we want people to listen to the show because we want them to have that daily dose of happy. And, and you're absolutely right that this whole thing about um, the contrast of uh, what we experience as we, we become adults and grow up is it becomes a much bigger thing than when we are as a kid. Interestingly enough, I had a conversation with Cindy Chavez, who's going to be one of the new co-hosts during the uh, call with her that I did when I was interviewing her for the position. And we, we talked about that quite extensively. She kind of took the position that you really can't feel that happiness all the time because of the contrast, which is an interesting right. point. It's a very interesting point because... I wonder how true it is. And the reason I say that is, I, well, let, let, me, let me tell you what my reasoning is, and you tell me what you think. But my reasoning sure. is that if you're, if you're in that high, the assumption that you can't stay there because of the contrast presumes that you can't see the contrast without coming out of the high. And I don't buy that. I think you can actually experience the contrast while you're feeling that really high level of vibrational positive emotion. What do you think? I I do. I do believe, and and I I love, this is the stuff I love to talk about because I'm I'm like a small child in learning this, so I love to hear other opinions, (laughs) so I certainly respect her opinion. But for me, and and I can use a very, uh, I can simultaneously be there. And I'll use a very humbling, very, what anybody will describe as a very dark moment. And I will show you, I'll walk you through the contrast with an event that's going to be happening next week. As many of you know, from who listened before, um, I lost my son TJ in a, in an accident several years ago. And, uh, it was a very devastating moment, clearly. And there was nothing good about it. And I never speak in a way that is, is, it, it, you know, I, I, I will not say, well, things happen for a reason involving that one scenario just because it's just not how I feel. But within that moment of the most extreme devastation I've ever felt in my life, my default way of thinking of the positive and thinking, I also lived with the joy that he brought to me. So my grief pro- grieving process incorporated, we've talked a lot about that in particular event, right. where... I chose to grieve with joy, and 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 I so I lived simultaneously. I believe with the contrast of does that make sense? Am yeah. I, am I no, saying that it, in a good way? Oh, it and, makes it makes total sense. And and so that's the way that I I I sort of view that. Yes, I I can acknowledge that that happens in that event. I'm going to. I will never be the same because of that event. I get all of the stuff that goes with that. However, my son brought me the most incredible joy. To, when I think about it, as I'm talking about him now, I'm smiling. He was <laughs> hilarious. He just brought so much. And, and I do believe I'll see him again. And then when I take when I spread it over a period of years with the ability to look at it, next Thursday morning at 9 a.m., the reason I won't be able to do the do the show is – my adoption of my son Justin will be official. 
Wow. Next week. Fantastic. I mean, that's just great news. Yeah. Great joy. And, and I, and, and I want to make sure everybody clears. Justin is not a replace, replacement for TJ or there's none of that psychological people say, Oh, well, you're, but, but I am looking at the spectrum of my life with great loss comes great gain. And, and I, not that I, I don't know if I ever would have adopted another child. I, I didn't specifically say, okay, TJ died, I want to adopt another child, but it did start a process in me. I'm still young enough to do this. I'm in a great financial position to, to be a parent again. I'm a better parent today than I was to my, not that I was a bad parent, but I'm a much better parent because I don't let little stuff bother me that I've let bother me before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is, this is that sort of that answer to that question for me. I can simultaneously remain in a joyous position while seeing the contrast of, of what's happening and, and the reality of life sometimes is, it isn't where we want it to go, but in the end, it always is part of the process that, that it, it, you get to choose your perspective every day. And that power of choosing your perspective of this is how I'm going to look at this, even though if it goes against every grain in your body, I believe that I was gifted TJ for the short period of time that I had him on this play. He was a gift. He was one of the, the great gifts I've had in my life, and he remains a great gift. And, and him and I will talk about that again sometime. Uh, but this this is that same contrast that I, I live with, and I, I, I find it amazing that, uh, that the, the idea that one can't exist without the other just doesn't make sense to me. I, I think they can simultaneously exist. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I was also, this is also a tie-in, but I was also yesterday realizing that mentioning Abraham Hicks, Abraham Hicks has something like five, six, seven different books, plus they have some children's books too. And they have other stuff available for, you know, recordings of workshops and so forth. But among the books, I realized I've only read two of them. I've read Ask and It Is Given, and I've read Money and the Law of Attraction. But there are like four or five others. And I thought to myself, right. you know, I, I, I should probably read the others. There's probably some good stuff in there. So I started the process Absolutely. of, you know, looking for, you know, looking at the Abraham Hicks website and so forth and, you know, figuring out, okay, which ones do I want to buy next? And as I was doing that, I said, you know, I don't really want to wait for it to come in the mail. <laughs> I want one right now. <laughs> so I went to my uh, website of my local public library and found that they had a digital copy of what is called the Essential Law of Attraction Collection, which is actually three of the books in one anthology. Um, one of the books in the anthology is Money and the Law of Attraction. I have that one, so I've read it. The other two are The Law of Attraction and The Vortex. And I thought, okay, well, I'm probably going to order one of those books anyway, maybe both of them right away, but I don't have to wait. I'll, I'll just start reading you know, the, the digital copy. So I open up the digital copy, I start to read it, and within a few pages, I ran into something I had never heard before from Abraham Hicks. I want to see if you've heard this. Did you know that Abraham Hicks does not advocate that there is just one law to the universe, that they actually advocate that there are three? I do remember that. I don't remember the details, but I do remember that. Okay. Yes. Well, let me read it to you, and let's see if we can refresh your memory. There are actually three laws to the universe. The first law is the law of attraction. The second law is called the science of deliberate creation and the third law mm. is called the art of allowing mm. 
And I, I wow. read that to uh, Wendy. Yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those things that just kind of catches your breath as you're as you're you know thinking about what it is that it's saying, because th- that's pretty big stuff. It's really big stuff. It really is, and with with, and with so much you know focus being on the you know the law of attraction being the I I, I have um, had to think a lot about this, and and you know what my my. One of my favorites, your favorites, uh, I, I still believe is the case of is Mike Dooley, of sort of the pr- practitioner of the law of attraction and right. a public speaker, and and he sends out you know these daily affirmations which are always awesome, but he he sort of comes in, and again they they all have a little variations, and you know his his concept of the law of attraction is a bigger picture than di- just the law of attraction, right? And it, Abraham Hicks is now saying the same thing. It's it's. The law of attraction is a piece of it, but it, in their case, it's a trilogy, in a sense, of you can attract, but you have to allow it to happen. You attract, right. it might do anything. You can attract, but you have to take action that matches the attraction you're seeking. There's, there's, there's stuff out there that, that goes a little deeper than, you know, than just that initial thing. And that's the exciting piece of this is I don't know if anybody has nailed it completely. But we're all moving forward. It's all making sense. It is. It's, it's really making sense. And just to clarify what the, those three mean, because the titles can be perhaps a little bit confusing. The law of attraction literally says that which is like unto itself is drawn. So it's describing the process. It's describing how right. stuff, that, that stuff it, it comes together through attraction. The second one, the science of deliberate creation, says this is a kind of a weird phrase. And they phrase things really weirdly. And then they say, well, this is a really simple phrase. And I say, no, it's not. This is really crazy English. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> but yeah. their, their definition is the science of deliberate creation it says that which I give thought to and that which I believe or expect is. So in other words, what we thought, yes. think, and what we expect is what becomes the new is. And then the third law, the art yeah. of allowing, and this one I think is probably a little more um, intuitive, although, again, not quite perhaps the way we would have thought about it. The art of allowing says, I am that which I am, and I am willing to allow all others to be that which they are. So it's actually describing mm-hmm. allowing in terms of ourselves in relationship to others, rather than ourselves just in a vacuum, I'm allowing or not allowing. That's a great point. That is a great point, and I, 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 I'm making a note to, to study that more in depth today as well because it, it is exciting to. While I've seen that, and, and this is what happens when you are studying this concept so deeply, it, it isn't until somebody else sees it and it really hits home that I, while I remember reading it, I didn't give it the power that I'm giving it right now, uh, because it, it, it does. It, at the time, I was relatively new in this 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 journey. And it, but by reviewing that, it does. Wow, that that is very impactful. Yeah, and it's, we, it's we, we skip sort of past requires stuff. some further work. Well, it does, and when, when we read stuff, we we tend to skip past stuff. I think that's part of what it is to be a human being. You know, we just we we say, oh yeah yeah I get it, and, and we move on. And <laughs> we we don't realize there's more meat on the bone than we were, you know, recognizing in the first place. So that's why it's so important to 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 make that connection. But there, there was also a part of this. This discussion in the book here that, and let's see if I can find out. Of course, I, I lost it because I was going back to the page where it actually defines it. But it tied in perfectly to what we were talking about um, regarding contrast and being in that, that, that particular period of high. 
And not, of course, now I'm not right. going to find it. But <laughs> the point is that that the, the phrasing that they were using in trying to explain how those three concepts work tie in directly to the idea of what we were saying, that you can simultaneously be feeling the high and appreciating the contrast, and that what really delineates and makes sense of the whole thing when you're in that state is all of this is about choice. At every moment of mm-hmm. every day, we have the choice about what it is we're going to think and feel about everything that happens. And that means that even when we're dealing with contrast, we still have the choice about how we're going to react to that contrast. That's what you were describing when you had that horrible loss of losing TJ. Despite that horrible loss, you chose not to stay in the horrible loss place. You chose right. a better perspective, a happier perspective. Now, would that have kept you at the well, high vibration? I'm not sure, but you gave it a darn good try. <laughs> well, well, and that that's sort of that, for me, that that's life. You know, when, and it took years to get this. When, you know, I, I we first met uh, via Twitter a long time ago when you yeah. were looking for, when you were just starting this concept. And I was actually director of a, residential treatment center um in virginia and it was an addiction treatment center that that i was trying to incorporate the law of attraction into addiction treatment which i think is just one of the great solutions to addiction but differently we could talk about that more later but when we first met i was really excited about the company i was working for there no no company is perfect but i was really invested in in making this happen well, probably about a year after we spoke, I my relationship with that company it, it fell apart very quickly, and I was all of a sudden unemployed. And I was not where I was at in the law of attraction, but I was pretty far along in the uh, you know as far as I was now. But I'm, I'm I was pretty far along in the process. So while it was very scary to lose the job, it had one exciting aspect to it that I was I had wanted to start my own practice and in reality I'd been thinking about going into private practice for a while and I just was really afraid to pull the trigger am I going to be able to make it who would want to pay you know money to see me privately and and all this other stuff and all the things reasons why it won't happen the security and I had a, a, a million reasons well all of a sudden even it's I wanted it to happen, but it was scary for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was a very big moment. But I was, I, I walked that line for a few days of of just sort of in shock. And I never take, took time off, so it was it was the first time in like seven or eight years I'd had a day off. And, and so that <laughs> was, way to do that it. was odd, to, you know. <laughs> so all of that that was taking place was exciting, Walt, but. At the same time, it was very scary, and and so as I walked through it, and, and, and as I talk about it, it, was very quickly. I was planning on okay, I had plenty of money saved up, so I was thinking it's going to take me a year before I can be breaking even, like everybody tells you in business. Within, I, I ended up making more money than I would have been if I had stayed with the company that year. <laughs> I, it just blew up very quickly. That's let, let, let's let's give people a, a perspective of how quick it was because it was really quick. Oh, it, it was. It, it was uh, over the over the weekend. I had, uh, I think it was a Sunday evening that my uh, former employer and I parted ways. So Monday morning, I woke up with nothing to do, and I said, "Well, I'm I'm going to 
you know, I let people know. Um, I, I knew I was going to take a week or so. I was going to take a month off in the beginning. I was going to take a month off and just, you know, I was already going down to Florida. Uh, I was already scheduled to go down to Florida, which, you know, was for many of the, again, but listen, that's where the bench is. The, the topic of my book or, or the name of my book. And, 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 and so the timing was perfect, and I was going to go down to Florida and then figure it all out. Well, the chain of events that happened so quickly, while I was in Florida a week later, I, I spoke with my a, a mentor and dear friend of mine, Dr. Sherman Master, who who had a has a private practice in Richmond. He, he said, I just heard that you're not with uh, the previous company. Uh, I have a space in my office for you. Uh, are you interested? I laughed and said, of course, I could ask, you know, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it was funny how that happened so quickly. So I, I, I just started letting people know that I'd be seeing patients and within, I had 14 patients that following week when I got back, I mean, it, it without any advertising other than letting a few people know that. Wow. And by the, by the end of the month, I was, I was full, Walt. It was, it was, <laughs> It, incredible, and and I, you know, I, I was planning on spending a bunch on a website, and, do, and it turns out I just need a sort of a, a very informationally only website. I don't need a, one in depth. I don't, I couldn't really handle any more than I was handling. Then it grew that fast that within within two months of me leaving, it was I was on a waiting list and trying to figure out how to see more people. So it <laughs> it took off without. Without me doing anything, I'd research, you know, how do you get, you know, what Google ads would do and all this other stuff. Plus, it freed me up. I'd been writing my book for a period of years anyway. Right. Uh, so it it freed me up once I left to, to adjust my schedule, and I started incorporating, incorporating built-in time during the day where I can work toward finishing my book. And so it, it, it one of the greatest blessings that ever happened was me – leaving that job even though it didn't feel that way at the time and yeah you were being booted but out but it was, time, it was it worked I, out great <laughs> you know it's it's it, yesterday it's funny because it's funny we were talking about this because yesterday um i was at my gym and this one of the nicest guys at the gym he's a uh i don't know exactly what he does something like an electrical contractor with this big company mm-hmm. and he does well and and he's at the gym every day when i'm there pretty much and we're, we're always talking and he clearly was upset he was there early and he's clearly upset and I, I asked him what was wrong and he said i got laid off today and um my, i i really people that aren't in the law of attraction don't understand this so i tried not to go oh my god that's great i, I did say that it's uh, <laughs> not the typical reaction I, you normally like, get on something like that that's true <laughs> right so cause i knew he, he wasn't in the mindset to hear that it would have been offensive but right i thought that i said oh my gosh you, you're such a you know and i told him i i, I said look I said, give me a call. I said, I, it, nothing I can say for a day or two is going to make any difference. I'm sorry you lost your job. Give me a call. Let's talk about this. And when he calls me, I'm going to explain the limitless opportunities that now lie in front of him. It's mm-hmm. just, ex- I'm excited for him. He just doesn't know what's out there yet. And right. that's the beauty of this is when you learn to live within that, you don't, I don't go to bed with anxiety about tomorrow. I don't go to bed. I'm excited. I know it's going to keep growing. I, I, that's where you live. You believe it. And there's no more of that. When I, I took another job, uh, uh, really w- with another company that didn't quite match my, 
my views and certain things. And instead of letting it go a long time, I just said, you know, they're, they're great people. They're doing great work, but that's not what I want to do. So I, I just you know, continued with my – never shut down my private practice all the way, I, but I did scale it back. And I, then I quickly, once again, I wanted to scale it up again. It instantly filled up one more time. So, so it's, so it's twice. It, this is like a coincidence to happen one time. This is twice as happened, and what happens twice, you have twice to say. Twice happened. But then yeah. This is this is not yeah. just you it, know fate being crazy. This is this, there's something going on here. Right, and 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 that that's the way that I'm that I'm looking at all this. When I things are going to happen, and and I would love to tell you that you know, hey Walt, I have this down to such a science. I do it instantly, perfectly every time. <laughs> that's not the case. That would be wonderful. I. That would be, but I, I, I am a human being, and I, I continue to uh, evolve in this, and I, I don't have all the answers all the time, but I do have the ability, no matter what, now to say, deep breath, mm. deep breath. Everything has worked out absolutely perfectly over the last, over my entire life, even though there's been incredible lows, there they're not remotely matched to the incredible highs that I've mm-hmm. been given the gift of. And a lot of the lows have turned out to be because I've been able to adjust my perspective. They weren't really lows. They were necessary events that I had to go through to gain what I have today. Mm-hmm. So in, in a sense, they were like going to school, you know, in a lot of ways. Well, as you're describing that, and also you talked about how, um, the, the, the guy at the gym, he wasn't really in a space yet to hear the positive news about it. It's a great example that ties into that quote that I was talking about, because I did find the quote finally while you were talking there um, in the book. So let me read it. And, and the, the quote's actually written to address one thing, but it ties in perfectly to what you're talking about. So you, you'll hear it. Let me read it to you. It says, you are here to create the world around you that you choose while you allow the world as others choose it to be to exist also. And while their choices in no way hinder your own choices, your attention to what they are choosing does affect your vibration and therefore your own point of attraction. And the key thing for me in that is it's all about choice. Yes, if you pay attention yeah. to the way they look at things, yes, that will attract your uh, affect your vibration. But here's the thing. You don't have to pay attention to how they're looking at things. Right now, your right. friend at the gym is looking at things the, the way the world has taught him to look at things. But he doesn't have to. That's what I was hearing as I was reading this. He doesn't have to. And that's what you're going to help him and understand. And once, once he gets over that initial phase, he will be able to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. It's that powerful. Really is exciting stuff. And, I, and I, what I'm so in tune with right now, what I'm loving right now, uh, when when I can see that, when you – you know, there, there's a moment, and, and I've mentioned this on one of our shows a long time ago. There's a moment in the movie The Matrix mm-hmm. where uh, uh, Neo, or you know, the, the the main character, realizes that he is the one. He can see all this. That he is the creator. He 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 saw everything, and he just stands there. And I, you know, the, the bad guy shot a bunch of bullets at him, and then he realizes, no, that's not real. And he <laughs> he just instantly change the environment right and because he changed his reality and and while that is a science fiction thing and you're not I don't suggest you go out and change no, the, no, 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 the no. bullets with your hand no uh, but I do I do believe when you can see through the how the fabric of all this and not get caught up in in what the the moment is at that time that you've been taught to believe 
there is a growth process. I have no idea, no doubt. My friend at the gym, who was a really solid guy, very valuable person, uh, I just think the world of him, he will, six months from now, I'm going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that, that I was worried about. Look how great this turned out. <laughs> I see that time and time again. It, it, it's like life retroactively goes in and fills in the blanks, and the law of attraction is going to – you've got to believe where that's going to go. When you do that, you do create. And in the beginning, as you do, it, it, it's hard to step away from the conditioned thinking that we've been given. And it, it, it's, it's what most people do. But when we, that's why we do the show. You don't have to go through that. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the law of attraction. And, and, the, and the additional, the subcategories of you know, allowing things to happen. And, and you also touched on a point in your reading that I really, really have used recently in my private practice. There are people, I have a, a gentleman that came back, and he, he, one of his, his ex-girlfriends, he, he said, the law of attraction is not working for me. And I'm like, okay, what? Well, explain. He said, well, I really am envisioning my ex-girlfriend coming back, and she, I just found out today she's getting married, and I'm devastated. And I said, you're trying to implement, and that's exactly the area, you're, she's attracting her life. You have to accept what you, need is, what you need to attract is a loving relationship, not the specific nature of someone who's not in tune with where you're at. And, and his obsession is her and it's not looking for a relationship that's fulfilling and loving. And that's what we're working on. And that sort of matches what you're saying. While you're, you're, you can attract what you want, if, if I could want the White House, if, I, if I'm like, I'm going to get a vision board and my goal is to own the White House. Well, I can want it all I want. It's unlikely that the current occupant or the next occupant or, or the United States would allow me to buy the White House. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Now, I can, go get a, I can go get me a mansion somewhere. I can have limitless stuff and, and create all that, but I can't use the law of attraction to interfere with other visions. It, 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 does that make sense? That's sort of what you were saying. Oh, that, absolutely. I, that, that's what... That, that's what that third law, the, the three laws that we were yes. talking about, that third law addresses it particularly and specifically. It's called the art yes. of allowing, which is kind of weird. You don't think of yes. art being a law, but as, as we look at this, it becomes clear it really is a law. It's expressed in a way that, that makes it sound voluntary and so forth, but it, it, it's actually a, a firm barrier that can't be crossed. The, the way it says it is, right. I am that which I am, and I am willing to allow all others to be that which they are. And, and that... I am willing to allow sounds like you actually have the power to decide whether they're going to be the way they are or not. But really, take that part out, and it's a lot more accurate. Others will be what they are, and that's all there is to right. it. You, you have no control over who right. they are. So right. the sooner that you yeah, allow it, that, it, the it, better. That, yes, and that that that's where a lot of people get frustrated. And one of the one of the tenements of, of one of the great thoughts of the 12-step program, while I have been very critical of some of the concepts, the things that that they they don't realize how, how well they have it, they don't practice it themselves a lot, is the concept of understanding, focusing your energy and thoughts on the stuff that's in your direct control, and also understanding what's not in your direct control. I, I you know, I can, using 
I, I do this in talks, using my son's death as an example, all my power, all my energy, and all my thoughts cannot bring TJ back to life. That's right. I can't. However, all my power and energy and thoughts can live with the joy of the time I had with him. I can either live lacking him in my life or live with the, the, the fulfillment of what he brought or, and still brings to my life. That's the, I get to choose that. I don't get to choose his death, but I get to choose how I view that. And that is the gift in all of this. And that's, that's, you know, that's where we, we, when you get that piece, this stuff becomes so much easier. But a lot of times, and I can speak for me, a lot of times early, I would get stuck on certain things thinking they had to be that way versus the concept. And I mentioned earlier about the, the treatment center that I worked for. Uh, I ended up there, and I'll, well, I'll do a brief synopsis of that. I had envisioned working for a treatment center that would use holistic quantity qualities and in, in, in their treatment modalities that would use, uh, you know, the law of attraction that would not necessarily focus on the 12 step putative negative way of thinking. And I focused on that for a long time and I envisioned this house. I mean, this big mansion on, on big acreage and, and I, I, I and I laughed to myself when I envisioned that because the, the population uh, that I was looking to deal with at the time was compulsive gamblers, <laughs> and inherently, by the time they seek treatment, they have no money. There's no money, yeah. <laughs> so you're not going to pay there, for a big no mansion that way. <laughs> yeah. So they're not going to. They're not going to. There's no way I could afford this program. But I still envisioned it happening. Now, I get a call randomly from some gentleman who is a recovering compulsive gambler that wants to open up the treatment center, and his wife is just happens to be a tobacco heiress. Uh, and he has unlimited money, and he has a mansion that he is going to use as a treatment center. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> now. It, I didn't attract my it, the way I envisioned in the beginning, but I was given control of that treatment center. I did attract it. I, I didn't envision it where somebody else would own it, uh, but I nonetheless I attracted it. If I, I, I it happened, and I was given that opportunity, and while I was there, we. We helped a lot of people, and it also brought me to that next step of my life where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just its amazing how that happened, Walt, but I did envision it, and I, I had to allow the parameters of it to unfold. I w- it wasn't in my – I couldn't get it down to the exact detail, but it, it's pretty much the exact treatment center that I envisioned for years before I was offered control of that treatment center. It reminds me of a scene in the movie The Secret where the guy's talking with his son and trying to explain what a vision board is and so forth, and he sees on his vision board the house that they ended up buying. And he's blown away because he didn't realize he, they actually bought the house that he had put on his vision board many years ago. It's the right. same kind of story, right. you know? And, and, it, and, it, it, it and is. He, he said that at that point in, in The Secret, he said, I finally understand how this works. And I, I think you actually understood it before that, but... That must have been very much the feeling involved. Well, it, it is, and you know, the it's like people. I know, I know people that that get stuck just simply. I need money. I need money. Well, the, we've talked a lot about this. You know, oh, the, yeah. the emotion of that, the feeling of that, is 
a fee. It isn't money that the emotion is bringing. It's the feeling of need. It's the it's the expression of lack. Lack, yes. So what you're inviting is need and lack, and and so it's like okay, I guess if that's what you want. You'll keep having some lack here, and and that's how how that works is sort of tuning in the way that you you really have to. You know, the old saying: "Be careful what you wish for; it might come true." It, it's I, I, I have seen this happen. I, I, I was doing. I often will walk with my clients, uh, like this weather we've had lately. I'll go on walks with my clients, and it's a very therapeutic way to do it. Um, just go oh, on sure. nice walk, nice neighborhood. Office is a really nice neighborhood, and within ten steps of us walking one day, I said, well, "What is it you want most?" And the guy said, "I want more money." Within 10 steps, Walt, we came across a quarter on the ground. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I said, well, there you go. It worked perfectly. My goodness. I mean, I, 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 you know, and, 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 and he laughed and he says, well, maybe I should have been more clear. <laughs> well, I said, I said, you brought exactly what you want, but it was a good point for him. That. It instantly provided it. It did. And I said, it works that way. <laughs> yeah. I said, the, the, the thing is, the, it was a quarter, and you believe a quarter is something you could find, but it, it doesn't matter the dollar amount or the figure. It is what you really are accepting of or what you you can allow to happen. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, you know, it, it's the, a, a gentleman uh, that, that I had worked with several years ago. He was a, a hotel manager. And we were in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and the reason and is Rock Hill, South Carolina, is a wonderful town. However, it is a very conservative southern town, very conservative. In some ways, it's 1950 wow. in a lot of their beliefs. I can accept that. I love the town. The people were very nice, but a lot of my beliefs are considered crazy in Rock Hill, South Carolina. <laughs> but, you know, it's still a wonderful place. So, But this gentleman happened to be gay, and he, he was – he, he said, I, I, my life is so unfulfilled. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he said, I can't find a relationship. And, and, and we were discussing that. I said, okay, you're in Rock Hill, South Carolina, mm. where a lot of people are very, you know, they don't view that as a, a, a reasonable lifestyle. Some people even think it's a, a sin to have that lifestyle. I said, so you're, you're living in an environment you're choosing to live in. You work for a hotel. A big Hilton chain. I said, so could you move anywhere? And he goes, yeah, I could just live anywhere I want to do. I said, well, do you have any family in Rock Hill? No. I said, well, would it be easier to look at the concept instead of fighting this and being so upset that you're not accepted in an environment, find an environment that you are, you know, would that make me? And he says, well, there, there are openings in Atlanta, New York, and uh, Oakland. I said, well, I said, I think any of those three are a little higher on the scale in accepting of your, your situation. Oh, I would than, say a lot Rock higher. South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and he, he accepted the transfer to Oakland and ended up, he wrote me six months later, he's in a great relationship, feeling better. My point is, you, you, you can't say, you, know, you can't go to the Gulf of Mexico and expect to catch a freshwater fish. It, it's just it, within the spectrum of your attraction, you have to have a reasonable expectation of it being followed. Um, and that, right. that's part of this. Part of the allowing process is not being in a position 
that it's an impossible scenario to have. I would love to be at at my age. It would be great I, at five eleven, two hundred forty pound power lifter, uh, <laughs> mid fifties. I would love to be an NBA player. <laughs> Just it would be great, wouldn't it, Walt? Well, if if you have like a five foot vertical leap, you have a chance. <laughs> exactly. Consider I have no vertical leap at all, at all. Well, that kind of makes it <laughs> difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so within I can want and try all that. It's just not a – I really deep down don't believe that's even a possibility. However, I did read the other day – this is a blip, so I, I could be butchering this headline. I didn't read the article. But Manute Bowl was a, a player from another country. Right. Six, seven foot six. Yeah, he was huge. And I read somewhere that he may have falsified his age and was actually playing in the NBA at over 50 years of age. Really? Yes, now that was a headline, and I don't know if it was proven, and I didn't read it, but it's possible. I, I look at I look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady is he's having his best year ever, or one of his best years ever, uh, and and he certainly you know not getting any younger. He really believes he and his belief matches his actions. Yes, he eats exceptionally healthy. He exercises. He takes care of. Himself, he follows all the protocols to keep himself healthy. And and he has a tremendously positive view. He has a tremendously positive viewpoint too. I mean, it's Absolutely. almost impossible. Yes. I mean, in the middle of that Deflate Gate thing, you couldn't find him saying a negative quote, which is a tremendous achievement. Right. Yeah, it's it, it, this is this is the way we are being taught. But there's people that are living it. There's other people. It, it, it's. And in another way, I I find, and not to get political, but I've mentioned this before, with with President Trump, he will say something, and and whether it's real or not real, he really believes it, and and he he just he's president of the United States because of that thought process, and it it, it it's it's it the law of attraction, you and I have discussed this before, has no emotion, it's yeah. not, it doesn't care if it's bringing good or bad is it, it doesn't it doesn't judge what it just simply responds and, right the, you know, the role of emotion is in you say, it's not it's not in the law of attraction you know, the emotion is important to you because that's how you know yeah. whether you prefer or don't prefer what it is that you're focusing on that's the value of emotion right but, but you're right the law of attraction right. itself doesn't have any it's just like okay here's it the stuff you're thinking about yeah well, you know, gravity doesn't say, uh, this man's on top of the building, so the law of gravity, if, if he slips, I'm not going to apply the law of gravity because <laughs> that would be bad if he dies. He, he, it, he, he's just going to die. He, here's your exemption. You know? you, the law of gravity decides that, nope, it's not going to apply to you today. No, it's not the way it right. works. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It, yeah, so the law of attraction is the same thing. It's picking up on not what you cognitively are, it's not what you're, you're there, it's what you're feeling attached to that. And that's, that becomes where most people get lost. And that's the exciting piece that, that when you tune in, dial in, in, and you start to feel that joy that you described, that incredible feeling of, of your walking and your smiling. And, you know, I've had, I've, one day I was in a Walmart of all places, and, and I don't normally like Walmart. Um, I, I don't, uh, but I'm always, I'm always smiling. I'm always speaking to people, and I was just and they're what they're they're saying, and and I'm just feeling like, wow, this is, it's Walmart, and yet I'm still joyous, and 
and you know I'm excited and and, and I, I don't know the, how all that started happening, but I, I was smiling at people and they would smile back at me and they were speaking to me and and the more that happened, I would speak back and it, it's like wow, this is a, a I usually come with to Walmart with a sort of a not a negative attitude, but a get in, get out, <laughs> Lord, I don't want to be here attitude, uh, versus, hey, I was glad I was at Walmart that day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was no great discovery that day other than I was walking through Walmart feeling like I was putting out so much positive energy that other people were, were lifted by just my presence. I don't, again, that sounds sort of arrogant when I say it out loud, but it, it's that my vibration was so strong that day. If they were remotely in tune with that, they would have been lifted up by that. It, oh, it was yeah. exciting. Well, I, I know what you're talking about because I experience that quite frequently on my daily walks, uh, particularly lately since I started um, wearing the headphones listening to my positive music list because that positive music list, as I'm walking along, gives me a gigantic lift. It, it, I, I can't even right. begin to describe. I think partly because my own dominant sense is auditory, so it's feeding my best sense. And... I, I can be walking for like 10, 15 minutes listening to this stuff, and all of a sudden I get this silly grin on my face. I don't even know that I have it, but I have this this just really happy look on my face, and I, I know about it. The reason I find out about it, the reason I know that it's even there, because I didn't notice it on myself, is I see the reaction of other people as I'm walking by. I'm walking along, and, and to my perspective, I'm just walking along like I normally do, and all of a sudden these people are giving me these big greetings. Hi, how are you doing? Like, what happened? <laughs> I don't understand. Not realizing it's because I was putting out this huge smile, this huge happy vibe. It's it, it's one of those things that once you realize that you're doing it and that it's producing that result, you say, wow, I really want to reproduce that one. I want to keep doing that one. I mean, I, I imagine that's the way it yes. feels for you. It does. I, I have an example when um, I took my, my middle son, Chris, uh, if he listens, he's going to be angry. I'm not supposed to mention him. So uh, no. <laughs> he doesn't want his name. So, so if you're yeah, listening he, to the program really and you know Chris, don't say you know, anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, oh, sorry, son. It's part of being my, my son. Uh, <laughs> Chris is a very outgoing young man. He's he's uh, He's grown now. But when he was 12, we were in New York City. First time being in New York City. And we were taking – the uh, subway, the train out to uh, see the Mets play. We had a friend give us tickets. Very nice. So we're on the train, and he went up, started going up to people, and I was sort of like, oh, gosh, this is New York (laughs) City. He said, hi, I'm Chris Elston. Uh, I'm from Virginia. We're going to the Mets game. This is my first time in New York City. He went up to everybody in the car, and, and every single person responded with, hey, Chris. We're glad you're here. We, how, are you having fun? I mean, or something like that. Wow. His positive, his positive response to these hardened New Yorkers was they just melted. And it was just because he was so sincere about it. There was tr- truly not – he wasn't seeking anything back from them other than they were like, wow, this kid's really positive. And it, 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 it played out. Mm-hmm. When we, it was very interesting to see. And it, it matches what I mentioned earlier, that feeling you have, uh, I have a little cousin who, who he's, he's another grown kid now, but when he was little, we were, I'll never forget this, we were in Orlando near Disney World, and there's a, there's, uh, International Drive is sort of a 
really popular place, a lot of restaurants, a lot of fun stuff for people to live. Right. And we were going to cross the road. There's a button that you pushed across the street. Mm-hmm. And it, it instantly, when I pushed the button, the light changed quickly. And so he was walking along, and I said, well, that happened quick because it saw me coming. <laughs> what? And he really, at 11 or 12, really operated on that premise that he was he was the reason the light changed quick. He's the reason the car stopped. Here's the reason that they opened a new line at the ride where we didn't have to wait. He's you know, and and on some level we almost tell people, oh no, that's not it. You're you're being too. You're, but in reality, he was he was part of that. He was oh, driving yeah. that because he really believed that that was his reality. Sure. And and that and, and we spend a lot of energy trying to tell our kids that's not what it's about. And, uh, yeah, and, that, it, and and in reality, we, we're telling them wrong. It is what it's about. It is what it's about, yeah. I, I experience the same thing in a lot of different little ways, and I'm sure you do too. One that comes to my mind, again, is those daily walks. At one point during my walk, I have to cross uh, a fairly busy state highway, and there's a crosswalk there and so forth. Um, and, and the rule in Connecticut, it's probably like anywhere else, but is not always observed elsewhere. If someone's in a crosswalk, you're supposed to stop. You're not supposed to just keep driving by, which so many people do. But uh, in this particular area, more and more people have learned to stop, uh, particularly with the police act- actively ticketing people. <laughs> but anyway, the point is yes. I, I have gotten to the point now where I approach that crosswalk, and I just believe the cars are going to stop. I don't know which right. one is going to be the first one to stop. It may not be the first one, but one of the first two or three cars is going to stop. And it always happens. And it, it happens more and more frequently as time goes on. Now, I do also feed it through non-LOA. Uh, well, actually, it's partially an LOA thing. But, you know, every time somebody stops, I thank them. I wave, hi, cheery look, and so forth. So I'm trying to reinforce positively, thank you for doing this. I hope you keep doing it, hoping that it passes along to the community. But nevertheless, the, the rate at which... Uh, I can count on people stopping has it's accelerated in terms of how often it happens. When I first started walking that part of the path, I could wait a long time for a gap to come. But now it happens almost yeah. instantly every single time. So I totally agree with, with yeah. uh, you know what, what you're saying. And, and it makes total sense what Chris was experiencing. By the way, I also have to point out yeah. what Chris experienced really proves New Yorkers are not as hard as you think they are. They're actually very friendly people, but they've learned through their environment to stay closed in. And he came along and opened up and said, sure, okay, yeah, let's talk. This is great. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I, was, I, was, I was about to mention uh, uh, th- this is – sort of the life that I lead today that I, I view New York as a very positive place. I really do. I, I, I find a lot of energy in New York. I oh, find tons. a lot of motivated people. Uh, I, I wouldn't particularly want to live there. It, it, it's just not my lifestyle that I like. But yeah, I neither. do love to visit. And I never have anybody. I, I, everybody takes the time to talk. I, I just I, it, I find it different than most people describe it uh, <laughs> because a lot of people are anticipating it being very negative, and it turns out that's what they live. That's what they see. I just anticipate it be. I, I find it a city, a city full of energy and limitless potential. And if you approach it that way, it is just it, it's very exciting. It's it's tremendously exciting, and, and I find actually the reason I would not want to live in New York is because it's so up all the time in kind of a forced way. 
So it, it, it tires yeah. me out, if you know what I mean. It's not yeah. it's not the oh, relaxed yeah. law of attraction kind of being high. It's a it's a forced high. But it, you're right, the energy level there, you I mean you if you don't feel that energy, you have no feeling at all. It is overwhelmingly oh. powerful. It, it is, and I, I have a when I when I go up there, I I, I go up there occasionally do business stuff, and and you know it, it's it's always they, they they you know they pay well, uh, they, they you make good money there. People are they they, they they're willing to pay for stuff. It's funny because uh, one of the the ladies I worked with a long time ago when I first got into private practice, we were talking, and and she's from New York City, and we were doing a Skype session. And I was referred to her by one of her friends. And she said, uh, Joel, you're, you're really good. She's, and she said, but I want to say this in a delicate way. She said, you don't charge enough. <laughs> and I said, what? She said, well, if you're going to get more New York clients, they're not $75 an hour to them is, it, it really is, it's not enough. And I said, well, what would be enough? She said, you need to be at least $150 an hour and then you'll, <laughs> you know, you'll attract that. And I'm like, wow, and, you know, it, it, they, they view, they, they really, New Yorkers, in a lot of ways, they, they view, they want to pay more. They look toward that. And, again, it's a different perspective. There's a lot more money up there. There's a lot, and, and, but when I go to New York, I go with it being a positive, strong environment. Just like you're saying, if I'm there for three days, I'm exhausted because I, that energy, I can't disconnect from the energy, and I need to be able to disconnect from the energy because it's it it with that energy, I love it, but I'm participating, and it's it is like oh, it really drains you pretty quick. Oh yeah, it definitely does, no doubt about it. We we've got just a little over two minutes left, and I want to make sure that I get a couple of uh, commercial announcements, if you will, in because I've been really trying to push over the last six months, and it's working. People are doing it. I'm trying to push. If you have not yet subscribed to the LOA Today show, please do so. I mean, if you're listening on PRN, for instance, subscribe because it's great that you listen to us on PRN, but when you, you, when you are subscribed and it's, it's in your podcast software on your smartphone, you always have it. And it's always, it's always right there. You get little reminders. Oh, yeah, I got to go listen to the podcast because we want people to keep coming back and keep getting your daily dose of happy. And the more you do that, the more you're exposed to the positive vibes that we have, the more you're going to start finding more and more positive things happening in your own life. So I really, really want to encourage people to do that. And uh, uh, you can also subscribe, by the way, through Apple iTunes because we're in there. Um, in fact, you on the iPhone, you can actually subscribe directly through your podcast software that's built in. And on Android phones, you can subscribe through Google Play. So there's a lot of different ways to subscribe, but please do subscribe. Um, and one other thing, Joel, I don't know if you want to do this, but with my other co-hosts who are all life coaches, I've been giving them the opportunity. Do you want to give people in the Richmond area an opportunity to find out how to reach you if they're interested in your services? Absolutely. I've, I've... My website is joelelston.com. That's J-O-E-L-E-L-S-T-O-N.com. My direct line is 804-335-4343. Uh, I will, I'm, am taking new patients and uh, love to uh, – I, I give everybody a, a one free session to see if it's a good match. Uh, so if, if any of this touches base with you at all, I, I don't just do addiction. I do life. And I uh, work with people in their life and, and uh, love the opportunity to speak with you. And also I have a, a, a book called The Bench. It's available on Amazon. It's The Bench by Joel Elston is how you search for it. And uh, I have a new book coming out called The Law of Action. And I'll let you know when that's 
We'll have to talk about that in the future then. Joel, it's been great having you back and a pleasure as usual. Good to talk to you, my friend. It feels like old times. It certainly does. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.